Well, hello, God bless you, everyone, and welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to encourage you to stay on the wall. My name is Blend, and I count it a privilege and an honor to be here with you on this week's podcast. So this particular post belongs on our single chalkboard. Yes, indeed, it has been a little while since I've addressed us singles, but if you are married or in a relationship or not really interested in a relationship at this point in time, please don't go away because this scripture lesson can be applied in pretty much any situation. So stay tuned, everybody, for recognizing the setup. That's what's coming up next. You know, I noticed that there's something about the holidays and getting into the new year in particular that seems to bring out the nostalgia, audacity, and duplicity in some people. Over the past few weeks, um, some shady menfolk, cleverly disguised as good things, really tried to run their best game, their best setup on me. But the word of the Lord tells us to resist the devil and he will flee from you. And that's in James chapter 4 and verse 7. I thank God for heeding the voice of the Lord and not falling for the setup okie doke, as my brother would say. And it also seems that a few of my sister friends have also had some men folk trying them as well. And again, to God be the glory as they recognized the setup and came out victorious. Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 13, tells the story of the enemy tempting Jesus after his 40-day, 40-night fast. Verse 13 says, And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from Jesus for a season. In other words, the enemy planned to come back and to tempt Jesus, probably in a different way. And what that says to us is, is that the enemy may leave us alone for a season, but he's coming back and we need to be prepared. Your first and best line of defense is, of course, prayer. I know that you already know this, but we can never underestimate the power of prayer and seeking God for answers. I've told this story in some form or another before, but it is always worth a revisit. A while back, a former acquaintance telephoned me, and as we were catching up, I thought to myself, hmm, we'll call him Bob. Bob grew up a lot. I think there's some serious maturity going on here. Eventually, Bob mentioned meeting up for lunch at the end of the week, and I agreed without even thinking about it. You know, agreeing like that very quickly is a setup and can get you into trouble, even the most seasoned saints. Let's take a look at one person in particular whose quick agreement got them into some trouble. Joshua who was chosen by God to secede Moses, was mighty in faith and in battle. So much so that the people of Gibeon in Joshua chapter 9 
were concerned about Joshua coming for them next. So the Gibeonites went to work on a plot to get Joshua to make peace with them and to let them live. Although Gibeon was about eight miles from Israel, the Gibeonites pretended to be ambassadors from God from a faraway place, seeking a covenant with Joshua so he would not harm them. They came outfitted, everybody, in old shoes and clothes, and they had torn wineskins and even had whipped out some dried-up moldy bread to help authenticate their story. After asking a short round of questions, Joshua and his people ate with these tricksters and eventually covenanted peace with them, only to find out that they were tricked into the agreement but it was too late to do anything about it. Joshua was set up. Yes, Joshua was set up. And why did this scheme work? Verse 14 of that same chapter says, the Israelites did not seek counsel at the mouth of the Lord. So think about it. If Joshua could trip up and miss praying to see if this situation was right, The very same thing can happen to us if we don't consult God first. Notice that the Gibeonites looked the part of ambassadors and said they came in the name of the Lord, but their heart was all about how they would benefit from this ill-gotten agreement. Think about some of your old flames that show up looking the part and actually playing the part of the Gibeonite. The woe is me, so that you can covenant with them. Woe is me, I lost my job. I just need $40. I don't have a car. May I borrow yours to go to an interview for a job that I'm looking for? All of those types of things. And they also can sound the part of an ambassador. Yes, yes, I know the Lord. Oh my goodness, God is so good. I am so blessed. Or I need to give my heart to the Lord. Can you show me how? Do you all see and hear this setup all up and through here? We have to know what's going on in the heart. Jeremiah 17 and 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And while we may not know the heart, God sure does and will reveal it to us if we ask him. He'll reveal what's going on in that person's heart and let us know what to do. Now, mind you, I'm not saying that every old flame or or person that approaches you isn't sincere about being saved or that we should skip sharing God's plan of salvation according to Acts 2.38. We just need to be prayerful about how best to witness to this person without compromising your witness. Bottom line is be in public, be with another believer, or better yet, invite the person to church. That move tells a lot about the heart. Either they will come and start yielding to the voice of the Lord who really wants to save them, or they will flee with a quickness. In either case, just remember to pray for the individual as we do want them to be saved. And while we're praying, Another area that we want to be on high alert in is what I like to call preventive care. 
Unless the Lord reveals otherwise, we want to stay out of places and away from people that God delivered us from. Proverbs 26 and 11 says, As a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool returns to his own folly. Now, dogs are really popular these days, but in biblical times, not so much. In fact, most of the time that a dog is mentioned, they represent wicked men, noise, laziness, being dumb, and being greedy. Yikes! All of these horrible traits, and on top of that, that a dog will upchuck or vomit what upset their stomach and then go back to it and eat it. Oh, I don't know one person who likes to see or smell something that they vomited up. What restaurant would you go to to order, pay for, and eat vomit? No one does that. No one, only a dog, and he won't even pay for it. He's going to do that for free. So family, the point is, is if God blessed you to escape a relationship, be it romantic or platonic, God did it because this person does not agree with you, who you are in Christ. It doesn't matter that the relationship didn't make you sick in the beginning or that occasionally it made you ill. When God says, leave it alone, that's his way of protecting you from getting and coming in contact with a potential situation that could wreak havoc on your system, your heart, soul, and mind. And the recovery process and chastening that follows can set you back days, weeks, months, and possibly years, and in some cases, never. Think about Genesis chapter 19 and remember Lot's wife. Before we end our podcast today, I should close out with the original story that I had started off with. So yes, I accepted lunch initially and God did get my attention through Joshua chapter 9 and Proverbs 26, 11. Took a little while to think in, but he did get my attention. I did cancel lunch and invited the individual to church. Funny thing, they never did show up. We'll keep that person in prayer. All right, everybody, that is going to end our time here today together. I trust that this podcast was a blessing and challenge to you. We've got to apply what we've learned today with the help of the Lord. So if this was a blessing, please, please give us a thumbs up, comment, and share. And until the next time we're together, stay on the wall. God bless you.